Welcome to the Charity Network News Podcast, inspiring you to make the world a better place. Our host is Lex Lumiere, an award-winning therapeutic artist whose family legacy includes over a hundred years of art exhibits and providing artwork for international non-profit fundraisers. In our show, you'll hear mind-blowing interviews from philanthropy leaders or creative souls, as well as news and insights to help you make a positive impact in your community. Now let's jump into your daily dose of juice. Please join us in creating excellence. Lex Lumera. I'm with the United States Department of Arts and Culture as a citizen artist. And today my guest is Miss Camilla Sage. She is a professional opera singer. And I really wanted you to meet her. Hi, Miss Camilla. Hi. Hi, Lexi. How you doing? Good. Good, good. So how is everything going for you? It's going great. It's going great. Despite everything going on in the world, I must say, you know, I'm, I'm thankful. You watch the news and I'm not complaining about anything. (laughs) As long as you're safe and happy and healthy and your family's doing well, I mean, absolutely. Yes, indeed. So tell me for a moment a little bit about when you were very young, what first inspired you to love music? (sighs) Who was it? That's, yeah, no, that's a great question. And um, it's weird because I listen to all, like I listen to all genres. My mother, you know, she loved jazz. She loved 50s and 60s R&B, Aretha Franklin to Ella Fitzgerald to Dinah Washington. So, you know, I grew up with all these, you know, classical, like uh, classical jazz artists to, you know, uh, R&B artists. So grew up listening to all kinds of music. Uh, however, in my solemn when I was by myself and in my my solitude I would just turn on classical music not opera just the instruments and I'd be like that is so therapeutic and I was like nine ten I was young I'm just like I don't even know what it is about this music but I love it it calms me because in my second and third grade you know it can be stressful dealing with kids and dealing with school pressure and adults (laughs) yeah exactly and adults and the teachers everything so yeah so I just found peace with classical music as a child, so. That's amazing. You know, it's funny, even as an adult, like in college, when I create art, that's mm-hmm. what I listen to is classical music. I listen to nothing with words. Yeah. So just straight classical music, just to give me a break. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It helps you think. You don't think about, you think about what you need to think about instead of other thoughts coming into your head and it keeps you at peace. It keeps you calm. <laughs> And, and, you know, that brings another question, like, how do you feel about, you know, programming your mind? Because when you listen to music, it's very repetitive and it's almost like a type of hypnosis in a way. And so how do you feel about like the different musicians affecting maybe your consciousness? Oh, yeah, that's a big, um, that you know, that's a big deal that I, or a big, I guess, concern of mine as, 
yeah, a, a singer and as a person that enjoys music, I have definitely seen the change in music. And sometimes it's not for the better, you know. Uh, yeah. Words that I'm like, oh, I wouldn't let want to let you know uh, someone here or someone younger here. So um, again, that's why I like my style because it's about love. It's about you know relationships. It's about you know just your uh, fancy wording to where you get the message across and you have your listener just imagine the story you're telling. Mm-hmm. So that's what you know I find attractive in music just the telling of the story and we did that a lot back you know before this more modern just push music through just push it through just make another CD you know make another CD and not really put you know your feeling and and soul and make it meaningful you know there's some artists out there that do one CD every you know 10 years you know or eight years because they're not you know they're making music because they enjoy making music and they can sell out a, a concert hall because mm-hmm. people are dying to see them again you know because right. they want to see them hear their music so um yeah that's that's how that's how I'm, I'm more of an artist you know of that nature so who was on your playlist like during the pandemic who um gosh let's see like um bill withers for example because i'm still exercising i just go running and so i love bill withers um uh that soulful sound i like uh, a little bit of hip-hop you know i do because it was the hip-hop list who is yeah it? i'm like okay i'm guilty okay i'm guilty like i like drake um uh, yeah a little bit of jay-z um a little bit of a little bit of Cardi B every now and then, you know, it's just, and then so, yeah. When you need that workout, when you need that sweat motivation, sweat equity. Yeah. 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 So, So talk to me about, like, so when did you get to find out that you liked opera? So you're listening to classical music. Was it in high school? It, they, you know what? No, that's, yeah, no, this is crazy. This is how it, it, it's crazy because I did theater. I did stage plays in uh, high school sophomore, junior, and on to 12th grade, all in high school. I did UIL and I was, you know, playing the Wizard of Oz and playing the Witch and, you know, these children's musical, uh, children plays uh, and and things like that. So I never knew I could sing. And I grew up listening to music. My mother would sing around the house and I was like, oh, she has a pretty voice, but never, unbeknownst to me and never in my wildest dreams that I know that I could sing. So, and let alone opera. Um, So I, but I kept doing, and theater. And me, my head is like, I don't care what it is on that stage, I'm gonna do it. So I don't care if I have to dance, sing, act, I don't care. So oh, you're my a triple threat. threat. Yeah, I'm a triple threat. That's what yeah. we call you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, I don't care what it is, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna try it. And if I suck, then they'll get still just boot me off the stage and tell me, hey, don't do that again. That's not for you, Camila, just stick to acting. So <laughs> a musical uh, was after co- in college. I was going to HCC and uh, working with really, you know, good teachers. Ed Youth was one of my first uh, teachers there at HCC many, many moons ago. Um, and But my first musical uh, director discovered my talent. I was singing and I didn't know I could sing. And he came playing and said, hey, do this for me, do that for me. And he so happened to be a classically trained artist, a musician. Okay. Or classically trained oh, and they have the ear. He had the ear. Yeah, and he brought it out. And I never looked back. Mm. I was like, I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> so that's so cool. I used to yeah. sing in high school choir, but I didn't go beyond. Well, I did a little bit of church choir. Oh, okay. And a couple of backing tracks for some artists, but I'm more like the shy singer. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> you, if you ever need backup vocals in the studio, I'll sing for you all day. Just don't ask me to get on stage. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yep, I know a lot of That's singers. why I admire you guys. I can sing like front and center because it's really powerful. Yes, indeed. indeed. So tell me about your very first like professional performance as an opera singer. How was that like for you? Um, it was pretty scary. It was pretty scary. Um, I actually produced uh, my my own show. Actually, it was one of the first ones that I professional opera uh, shows. It was there in New York called "Bringing a Taste of Broadway to Brooklyn," and so I infused, you know, um, jazz, opera, um, uh, Broadway. I just infused all those genres and brought it to life with uh, a live orchestra just a mini orchestra piano violin mm -hmm. and dancers ballet dancers love and jazz dancers love love the dancers so so when i was singing they would be behind me and expressing the the story of what i was telling i mean it was it was absolutely beautiful and um yeah that was one of my first and then i um also sang in the chorus with the New York Grand Opera, um, a few of, of their productions as I was studying um, at Juilliard. That's so. a long, that's a long, okay, so you, you're at HCC, so you go from okay. HCC to Juilliard? Pretty much, pretty much, so yeah, I was at And HCC. how did they find you? Did they just happen to scout you? No, 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 it wasn't that, it wasn't that straightforward. Um, I was singing. I found out I could sing and I started, you know, just learning different arias. And then I auditioned for uh, more school of music and I didn't get in. And so that's when I was like, well, if I'm going to make it, I might as well go to New York. If, if I have talent, let's just do it. You're already acting. Just move to New York. And that's what I did. And that's how I was able to yeah, meet the people that Me I too. met. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, you got to be where the action is. And I was like, there. if you want it bad enough, you got to go get it, you know? So I had that go-getter attitude. And, you know, I trained with um, a lot of really good uh, uh, teachers while I was, before I got to Juilliard, I trained with a Russian uh, teacher. His name was Sergei Selesnyov. And um, I would just train for him. It took, it took years. It, it takes really, really a lot of years. Yeah. It's no joke. <laughs> the control that it well, takes. Well, yeah, the control on the voice for yeah. opera. It's completely different and it's such a like we were discussing it's such a rare art form you know now it's almost like the endangered species of the arts because we really need to like safeguard our opera houses you know because there's not that many of them and it's a it's a it's a long-standing art form yeah absolutely absolutely and uh, when you have it never your voice just continues to get stronger and stronger you know, and um, I think that's what, you know, happened for me because I had a time where I, you know, took hiatus off and, you know, had to do some things and come back to it. Voice is just 10 times stronger. So I'm like, wow, mm -hmm. I don't regret anything. How was it at Juilliard? I mean, was it very strict and was it hard? <laughs> Uh, no. Okay. So I was part of their uh, part-time evening division. So I didn't go through the full uh, curriculum, right. but um, uh, Vincent LaSalva, who's the founder of the New York Grand Opera, he taught the evening division. So I was under his tutelage and yeah, his tutelage was definitely strict. Okay. You know, mm -hmm. still, no, it wasn't with, you know, different teachers. Um, his, yeah, I, I just thought, you know, he knew, he knows of course what he's doing and I just ate up everything he said and, 
I mean, he absolutely loved my voice, so I was his one of his favorites. Um, so oh, well, that's good to know. Because he went to, even though he was very strict, he went, he was still tough, I'm sure. But you know, he was he was very much a child prodigy, and like uh, you know, he started his first his actual first composition when he was 12. So he'd been yeah. a long time. So talk about a superhero. Yeah. You know, yeah. That I'm sure he could hear the pitch and the tone and the key yeah. so perfectly. <laughs> yes. So I had him tell me, you know, you sound amazing. I love your sound. That I was just like, okay, I know I have something, you know, and you know, it's a blessing. It's, it's definitely a blessing, and I don't take it for granted any and uh, ever, ever. Well, and a um, validation of your art form too, because that's a niche market. I mean, you are a minority in a you know very rare art form in a niche market. You could have gone and done hip hop, or you could have been like you know yeah. next Janet Jackson. You know, I mean, you could have you could have gone any which way you wanted. You could have done pop, you know, yeah. um, but you chose a very classical form of art. Yeah, I'm thinking because you're of your love of classical music. Exactly. Yeah, I must say it's just something that resonates with me. And, you know, um, the stories are so passionate and it's like, okay, sometimes you don't because it is sung the uh, best or sung in, in Italian, you know, and that's what I uh, sing a lot of arias and, and the operas in Italian. But of course, you have French and German, but the more popular ones are done in Italian and you don't understand what they're saying. But boy, like when you do, it's just so heartfelt. It's so soulful. And you know, and it's like that's yeah, that that's what draws me to the, this art form because I'm like they are singing, they are telling the story, you know. So um, yeah, and it's and what I don't like though, to be honest, is how opera every time there's someone crazy in a movie or completely insane, they want to play an opera singer in the background. I'm like that's not really that's not fair. You know, that's not yeah, fair. That's unassuming. That's like the killer librarian. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's like, oh, I wish they wouldn't do that. I wish they wouldn't. But or when they make the like the library and the dominatrix, you know, you're like, what? Yeah, it just doesn't fit. Yeah, yeah, not at all. So I'm like, opera's not that bad. Don't think someone's about to die or get, you know, something dramatic is about to. Well, it sounds like that in the music, but sometimes it's a love story, and you know, it's just, yeah, it's just. You know, you, but you know, part of it is try. I went to go see Madam Butterfly, Lincoln Center. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, I was like, well, this is really yeah. beautiful and tragic, but hey, yeah. well, welcome to art. That's what causes, yeah. you know, whoever writes it to pour it out on paper, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. The love story, the tragic yeah. story. Love story. <laughs> but you but know what's funny is, when I was in college, I had a roommate and um, he was super gay and I loved him dearly. And he was a huge fan of opera. Mm. And he taught himself how to speak French and Italian by listening to opera music, actually. And he became fully fluent. And he also moved to New York. And what's so funny is uh, he worked for Saturday Night Live during production for years, you know. And what's really funny is I would go with him. He would drag me to go see Les Mis or he would take me. We actually got to see Phantom of the Opera when Andrew Lloyd Webber, one of his very last productions while he was still, you know, composing. Yeah. It's really beautiful. So it was always nice to like see that, but he was the one that really like, come on, come on, let's go, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm exposing you to the different art forms. Yeah. 
Yeah, because it's um, yeah, it's definitely something that the youth really don't see a lot. And I think uh, a few years back, the Met was trying to uh, uh, do operas uh, at the movie theater. You know, mm-hmm. it trickled down to Houston. I don't think it trickled all over the U.S., but they were doing it in that tri-state area: New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. Um, and they were yeah, just just going to the theater, going to the movie theater to see this opera. So. Um, you know, they really, yeah, I, I think they definitely want to push it and, and get, you know, new listeners, um, get their attention. But um, yeah, it's definitely a great, you know, art form and, and uh, you know, it, it just transcends time. It never, it just, it's always, that those stories are always relevant, no matter what. Those love stories. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, somebody went through that today, just last night, you know, just, but I'm not a butterfly girl. It's like, oh, I feel it. I, or pay yes it was beautiful it was absolutely beautiful yeah no it is it is and Lava Wem I don't know if you knew Lava Wem uh Rent the musical Rent was taken yes. from Lava yeah so you know there's a lot and then um yeah there Quando Menbo is a, an aria from uh, uh Lava Wem but it, um uh, uh there were some uh what is it Dean um oh gosh uh Martin uh, Dean Martin uh, the Rat Pack, the Rat Pack, pack would sing that. A lot of times, people have heard the melody, some operatic melodies, and do not know that. Okay, this is from the opera. This, you know, but okay. they, they're pulling movies and, and 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 music genres. They're pulling from uh, arias and op- famous operas. And a lot of times, yeah, people, you know, just don't know. So I make it a point to sing those arias because they know the melody. I'm like, okay, this is in Italian, but they they kind of they're familiar right. with those people okay. are. Yeah. Which one is your favorite? Oh, Mio Babino Caro. I must say, Oh, Mio Babino Caro from the opera Johnny Skiki. And um, it's about a young lady who's pretty much telling her dad if she doesn't, if if he doesn't approve of the man she's fallen in love with, she will just jump off the bridge and, and kill herself. So I guess, you know, <laughs> but it's so beautiful. The art- another love story. Yeah, another love story. Yeah. yeah. Twist, like modern Shakespeare. Yeah, kind of, uh-huh, kind of, yep, yep, just like that. So, you know, it's always, uh, you know, I don't speak Italian fluently, but I always know what I'm singing when I when I do sing in another language. I know what I'm saying and, you know, I just kind of uh, express, you know, express the, the music in the, in the words. <laughs> well, how has the pandemic affected you as an opera singer? Um, let's see, well, right now I am doing opera, like, um, kind of like part-time um and the pandemic um uh, uh happened and um I was you know about to produce my own little mini concert I said let me put on something for family friends invite everyone out so they can you know see the other things that I do um and so um it slowed down just a bit because a lot of times too the holidays are where people need me the most um so I'll sing for weddings holidays and then you know, doing my own uh, concert. So it's, uh, you know, the holidays hit, but now it's picking back up and I'm really excited about the future. I'm, I'm really sure happy. to see performing again. It's so nice to have you, everyone back out on stage and yes. doing what yes. they do best. It's, yes. you miss the arts. We've missed the arts during the pandemic. Uh, yep, yep. Especially the performing arts. Yes, live. Yes, nothing like live. I tell you, it is nothing like a live performance. And you'll find actors who go on stage, and they have to be on stage. So I talked to you. You were actually getting ready for a performance. How did they know? 
Yes, yes, it went extremely well. It was for the uh, Antioch Baptist Church. It's one of the first churches uh, this, um, founded by uh, African Americans here in Houston, right? Centered, nestled right in the middle of downtown, actually. Really? I, years, yeah, and had no idea that this uh, church was uh, one of the first uh, here in Houston. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a great performance um, and uh, sang a couple of uh, Christmas. It was for their actually their Christmas homecoming. So that is what made it even more special. So I was able to sing a couple of uh, songs for them, for their congregation. Aw, do you get nervous? I do, I do. And, um, you know, since COVID, I haven't really been able to perform like I wanted to. Right. As that night we're kicking and it's like, every time I feel like I'm having an outer body experience. Um, <laughs> it's like, you know, just your nerves, it, it just is overwhelming. So yeah, I still get those massive butterflies and throat. What do, you, what, do you, what do you tell yourself when you're like standing up there? Cause I always admire people that can stand in front of like, you know, a couple hundred people pass. Some people stand in front of thousands and, and sing. And I'm like, wow. Uh, um, you want to be heard. You have a, such a desire to let, to captivate them with your talent. All that fear just seems to subside after a while, well, especially when you're in it. Especially mm -hmm. when you're, yeah, you you just have it's just a desire to want to perform. I think. Do you have like a, Do you have an alter ego? You know how like Beyonce has like Sasha Fierce. Do you have like something that you use to like mentally focus you? No, no, <laughs> like all that dual, triple personalities. No, it's just me. But it's me, <laughs> face right. and time. Um, so, you know, when it's something new, I'm just like, okay, let's go for the ride. Woohoo! Giddy up, you know, I kind of, I guess I get into a, a Texan mood, like, go, cowgirl, go, you know, just do it. You know, well, I, you're I, a professional, you know, so you're, you've, you've had enough practice. And even though, you know, the pandemic has kind of stalled the arts a little bit, especially for performance art, you have a lot of friends that were on Broadway and even in California, a lot of their productions just froze during the pandemic. You know, they had to go get work elsewhere and do other things, you know, to make a living. So tell me who has inspired you the most as a musician? I would say, um, aside from, as a musician, because I just, um, wow, that's a really good question. Because a lot of times I'm just working hard just to be better within myself. Um, but as a musician, because um, I listen to so many different genres and I know, right. so in opera, it would have to be Leontine, Leontine Price um, and Anna Trepko, because she's more modern. Um, and, and I love my jazz. I love classiness. I'm, I'm a big Sade fan because I think- Oh, me too. The Gia is just so captivating and she sits there on a stool and just, she could sit there like she doesn't have to get up. Like, you know what I mean? Just <laughs> within the music. Um, that is really, just as far as performing. Um, so we have the classical singers, the performing, a performing so, artist. What is your favorite song of hers? Of, of uh, Shade? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, is really, yeah, it's really, um, I like that a lot. Um, and let me see, it's a couple that I can't think, I can't think right off the top of my head. I love, right? 
I love um, Soldier of Love. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Our love is stronger than pride. Yeah, that one, that one too. Uh, uh, just some really beautiful music. Have you yeah. ever? Did you? Was there ever a point in your career where you felt like, God, this is really hard. I don't know if I can keep doing this. And what like motivated you to keep going? Yes, yes. When I first got to New York. New York is, it's tough. It's like sink or swim. There's no in between. Um, and I didn't realize that until I got up there <laughs> and I'm trying to make it in New York. I'm trying to, you know, keep my bills, trying to keep the lights on and try to right. know, pursue her in opera career, um, studying. Cause that studying opera is, is just no joke. So I studied for like three or four years before I said, okay, you know, let's go here. Let's see what I got. But training is really hard so yeah in my new york when i first got to new york i was like okay hmm let me see here where am i going with this um you know am i gonna go to school up there or you know what am i gonna do like what where where am i where am i with this with this unique like you say you know it's very unique and very um you know just extraordinary but unique talent and what am i gonna do with it and do i want to train this hard because my teacher i mean you you would not believe what we go through Oh, I believe it. The <laughs> throat clear, and it's a technique called bel canto. So we're taught to let it come from the diaphragm straight up into sound. We don't use our throat. Everything else is out of the way. Get, even your mind, get it out of the way. You can't right. think. You do is do, and that is the hardest thing because my analytical brain it's like no 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 no. I need to do it this way I need to make sure you know but my teachers were like just remember how it's felt and how it sounded that's it right because when you feel it the power comes out in the emotion and then yeah. it comes out. Yeah. it's almost like you know with therapeutic art you're training people to have no mind yeah exactly. no mind. that's which is a zen type of art form to drop the mind and drop the ego so that yeah. you can perform at a different level and I think that New York What's so powerful about it as an artist is that you're right it is sink or swim and if you're going to step up to the plate you have to come with your a game and you cannot come with your cd i'm going to let drama and stuff interfere with this different parts you're coming to create and you're coming to create to the best of your ability and that's you know the beauty of your music too but what i was going to share with you is in integrative medicine there's a technique that we use that was actually originally used on Pavarotti, and yeah, they found out, they were doing these studies and they found out when they used this technique, they had hooked um, this musician up and to, were testing the brain. And mm. that when they did the technique, his voice would become more powerful. And then yeah. they found out that it actually put the entire body into a meditative state because sound moves through all matter. So like in the Swiss Alps, you use sound to clear an avalanche, right? And there's a there's a um, an author. His name is Robert Gass, and he goes into all these different musical places around the world, and he sings ancient chants in these musical chambers. And when they did the studies of this practice for integrative medicine, it would cause his vocal range to go up two levels higher than what it normally would. Wow! And that's something because it that... puts you in that zone, that same zone you get in when you do yoga or when you do meditation, it's that sound. Uh, but the difference is, is that you can maintain it even when you're outside of it. Uh, gotcha, gotcha. And that's the hardest thing to do for the average person. 
Right, yeah. right. We'll have to get. I'll have to. I'll have to show you. Yeah, that would be awesome. I never thought about it like that, but yeah, that's that's actually. And we can play with it, and you can see how it works for you. Okay. I'll do yeah, a session for you. See how it works. Oh, that'd be yeah. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that's amazing. So tell me about last question. I won't torture you anymore. What was your favorite performance that you've done? That I've done. It would be that my show, my produced show, the show I produced on uh, Broadway, nearly off Broadway. Oh yeah, right? that's huge. Broadway to Brooklyn, yeah, where I infuse uh, jazz, uh, Broadway, and, and opera. Yeah, infused all those genres into the uh, stage show and uh, had classically trained dancers, modern dancers, a mini orchestra with the bass, um, piano, and uh, strings, violin, and it was, yeah, it was quite captivating. <laughs> oh, I'm and, sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I can tell you how rare you are. I've only known one other opera singer in my entire life. Wow. That yeah. was my neighbor in New York who sung for the opera. Wow. She was like opera singer by night and a sommelier by day. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's pretty exquisite. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. Her husband worked for a Ford modeling agency and when they were super busy, she would I would babysit her son for her. Oh, wow. They didn't have any family in New York. So anyway, very sweet, but that's how rare your talent is. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've met a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> and when I think it, it's even more rare because a lot of times, you know, they, a lot of times people don't think it's me singing. I actually have to sing live for people. I remember when I first started, they're like, that's not you. That's not you, because I, you know, uh, I guess opera singers have a look, <laughs> you know, and uh, you don't, a, you don't want to cross them that much, and then when you do, it's like, hmm, is that really you? Is that no way? So I'm just like, and when they hear it, they're like, is that the radio? You know, sometimes, but it's so loud, so it's like, you know, for me, I always have to go somewhere like in a soundproof booth, because I think I'm, you know, when I have to warm up, it's yeah, we are taught to to sing in the back of the uh, opera house, you know. Um, really? Yes, yes. Do you practice at home? I do, but I go to another, not in my home, not in my home, because I, yeah, I have an apartment, so I, yeah, I don't want to, you know, uh, disturb my neighbors. Cause neighbors, they can get, I was going to say, your neighbors are probably like, oh, she's singing again. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, and we don't have concrete. I think even through concrete, they probably hear a glimpse. I'm like, is that, but people are always captivated. Is that opera or... You know what? What is that? They're just yeah. Every time, yeah, I get the look. I get the stares and the looks. You know, because I guess part of the art, right? You just you learn not to worry about what people yeah, think yeah. about your art form. You just do it for the love of doing it. Yeah. So, how can people listen to you or find you? Oh, okay. So right now, um, I used to have CDs, but I know that's you know in the t time of the past. They're not doing CDs anymore. Um, so I am on Apple iTunes and Google Play. You can um, search me by name, Camila Sage. And um, on YouTube, I'm uploading, you know, more and more performances. So I have a YouTube channel at Opera Centric. Oh, very cool. Yeah. And any kind of upcoming performances, I will let, you know, everyone know there through my YouTube channel or if I have everyone once I... Uh, well, my mailing list, I will let everyone know just by via text or email. Oh, that's wonderful. So yeah. everyone, this is Miss Camilla Sage. 
and my name again is Lexi Mir. I'm with the United States Department of Arts and Culture as a citizen artist, and she is going to read you her poetic address for 2021 People's State of the Union. Okay. Now, I haven't quite come up with a name for this poem, so let the music ring in our hearts. Let the sounds be heard from worlds apart. For each one of us hears a different tune, but that melody takes us back to a time. So we forget why we liked it in the first place. However, as generations gather in merriment, as time so closely spent came and went, we still hear that sound, which keeps us grounded to the peace in our hearts, which we never grow apart. Thanks, thanks. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for your time today and for your input and for sharing your talent and, and, my, and being a unicorn. Yeah, no, my pleasure. I know, right? <laughs> You're a that's true a unicorn. Cute. Yeah, that's, yeah, I like that. I like that uh, similarity. <laughs> uh, no, it's my absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. I really, yeah, I really appreciate this um, opportunity to be a part of your uh, uh, podcast and your movement. Thanks for listening to Charity Network News with Lex Lumiere. If you like our show and want to know more, check us out online. Or please leave a review. Join us again next week. Until then, focus on creating solutions and making a positive impact in the world with your presence. Be kind. Volunteer. Pay it forward and keep shining your love light.